Hello, I'm Sean. Welcome to Wellspring Baptist Church Podcast. We're glad that you're listening today. For more information on all that's happening at Wellspring, please visit our website at www.wellspringbaptistchurch.org. I hope this message is a blessing to you. All right, take your Bibles this morning and open them up, if you would, to Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4, we're going to read a few scriptures here as we get started. Encouraging scriptures, though. These are encouraging scriptures. Philippians chapter 4. We're going to begin with verse 4. The Bible says, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. If there's a title for this message this morning, that's what it would be. Again, I say rejoice. Verse 5, Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue... If there be any praise, think on these things. Those things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do. And the God of peace shall be with you. But I rejoice in the Lord greatly that now at the last your care for me hath flourished again, wherein you were also careful, but ye lacked opportunity. Not that I speak in respect of want, For I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. I know both how to be abased and how to abound everywhere in all things. I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and suffer need. Verse 13, he says, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. As you read this, this passage here, Paul's letters to the Philippians, that's an encouraging letter, isn't it? His letter is an encouraging letter, which, which proves that even though we may be going through hardship, even though we may be going through a valley ourselves, even though we may be going through tough times, as Paul was here, imprisoned in Rome, that can be a prime opportunity for us to be a help and a blessing to other people, even in those things. He says, rejoice in the Lord always. Right? And again, I say rejoice. I think of the Sunday school song that goes like this. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Rejoice, rejoice. And again, I say rejoice. 
Rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say rejoice. Why? Because Jesus Christ is the source of our joy. If Jesus Christ is the source of our joy, our joy will not be depleted. He is inexhaustible. His strength, His power, His supply, if you will. Paul, as he writes this letter to the Philippians, he elevates Christ, as we should as a church. Elevate Christ. Put Christ up. Lift Christ up. Worship Him. Make Him uh, what our worship and all of our praise is toward. I have a book at home called the World's Bible Handbook. And in there, there's a, a couple outlines uh, from the book of Philippians. And it talks about that uh, Christ in the book of Philippians is shown to be our source of spiritual fruit. That Christ is the theme of our preaching. That Christ is the motive of our service. That Christ is our example of humility loyalty and faithfulness. Christ is the standard of Christian character. Christ is the desire of heaven and glory. Christ is the object of our fellowship. What brings us together here this morning and ties us together as a body is Christ Jesus. The Gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. In Philippians, Christ is shown to be the strength of the believer. Christ is shown to be the channel of divine supply for the believer's every need. That's Christ. Also, in Philippians, you'll see how to have a fulfilling Christian life. He says that uh, we'll be rejoicing always. We'll be forbearing or being long-suffering with others. We'll be looking for Christ's coming. We'll be caring for nothing or anxious, stressed about nothing. We'll be praying about everything. We'll be thankful for everything. We'll be enjoying God's peace. We'll be thinking on things that are truthful, honest, just, pure, lovely, good report. We'll be praising God. We'll be caring for others and we'll learn, as Paul did, to be content. But as we read through this passage here in Philippians 4, he is constantly dealing with our mind. The thoughts in our minds, the things that we think about. He talks about that throughout the book of Philippians. In Philippians 2.5, he says this, let this mind be in you. Right? He says here, think on these things. He says, I have learned in whatsoever state I am in. This is learned in your mind. This is that battle of the mind. Listen, if we are able to have the Lord control our mind and be led in our mind, this is power. This is strength. This is power in the Christian life. I'm not necessarily uh, just talking about the power of positive thinking as the book goes, but maybe the power of proper thinking. Because the opposite of that is there is, let me just say There is power in negative thinking. There is power in uh, improper thinking. And let me just say, it'll change your life. But not for the good. Not for the good. He's saying, listen, there is things that we can filter through our mind, things that we can set our mind on. There are proper things that we can focus our mind on. It's about getting our heart 
and our mind right and in line with Christ's thinking, the mind of Christ, right? If we are able to do these things, we'll be able to face almost anything that life throws at us when our mind is right and our strength and our source is the Lord. We get our mind right, our heart right. Paul's an example of that. Here he is, uh, facing death in prison. And what is he? He's rejoicing. He has the joy of the Lord in his life. Stephen is an example of that. Christ Jesus is an example of that. Even some of the worst things that we could imagine facing, death or things like that, we can have the right mindset and see that God is doing and have a peace from God that passes understanding, that passes human understanding. This study here in Philippians 4, this is not a self-help study. It is a Christ-help study. It is Christ working in us and working through us to change us. Right? I'm an optimist. I I mean, I'll see the positive. I I try to. Now, there is, I also have that, that pessimist. He pesters me from time to time. You know, tells me all these sort of things and kind of gets on me and gets discouraged and all these sort of things. But once I look at the Word of God and I see that I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. No, I'm not foolish in that sense. To I understand what he says in John 15, 5, that without Him we can do nothing. But with Him, all things are possible. Whatever He calls us to do. John, 1 John chapter 3 and verse 2, the Bible says, Beloved, now are you the sons of God. And it doth not appear what you shall be, but you know that when He shall appear, we shall be like Him, for we shall see Him as He is. This is that peace that He talks about here that passes all human understanding. It's almost as though as we face things or go through things in our lives, it's like, I don't understand it, but I'm at peace. I don't understand it. I should be worried. I should be stressed out. But I'm at peace. I believe that God uh, can see me through this. A peace that goes past our problems. That goes farther than our problems. I believe that the best days for us as believers and each and every one of us, the best days are ahead. Paul believed that. Paul believed that when he's writing this letter that the best days are ahead as a Christian for believers. We should have a little light in our eye. A little light in our eye from the, the future that we have that is bright. Listen, as believers, we have the promise of eternal life. We have the promise of heaven. And this is good news. This is, a, this is a great future. A bright future. I'm just trying to be an encouragement this morning from these words that listen, we have got some things to look forward to. We've got some things that we can set our mind on that will bring some encouragement to our lives. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 20, Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we ask or think, 
according to the power that worketh in us. He says, listen, we have a God that can do more, exceedingly more, than we ask or think. And this is all based upon His power. Right? His power. In these verses, in these passages, He gives us a clear outline of how to keep our minds, our hearts right, in really any situation, in any state that we find ourselves in. The first thing He says is, Rejoice always. This, this outline is fairly simple, but he uh, he says rejoice always. He 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 uses words like always, uh, all here, everything. I mean, he's saying always find something to rejoice about, right? Be careful for nothing, or in other words, be full of care about nothing, or be stressed or anxious about nothing. Don't worry about it. Isn't this something that all of us, I would assume, I think, that all of us struggle with from time to time? Is that stress, that anxiety, that worrying about it? He says, what is the, what is the, uh, what is the options? Well, we could worry about it, or we could pray about it. Right? That's what he tells us. He says, take it to the Lord. Pray about everything. Isn't it true in our Christian lives? Too, too often we will even say things like, well, I've tried everything, so all we have left is prayer, right? <laughs> or we'll pray about it. But listen, this is, as believers, this is, we can do this right at the beginning. We can take it to the Lord and pray in prayer right from the get-go and leave it there. Uh, you say, well, that's easier said than done. I realize that. But these are the promises that he has that we can take it to the Lord, he says, in everything by prayer and supplication. That supplication meaning earnestly, humbly, you know, coming to the Lord, desiring Him, seeking Him earnestly. He says, be thankful about everything. Being able to see that all things work together for the good will really change your mindset of being able to say, Praise the Lord. He has a plan. He ha- Th- think about this just for a second. You, know, you can't keep a good man, you can't keep a good woman down. If they have this mindset, that as a believer, as a follower of Christ, that everything that's happening to them happens for a reason, and God has things working out for their good, that even the, the hardships, that they'll be able to thank God and praise God, saying God is working things out, Man, you can't, you can't be a person like that. The devil has no chance of being able to attack their mind. It's, that protects the mind from the attacks of the devil. That's that faith, right? Be thankful about everything. The joy of the Lord is our strength. As, as believers, the enemy will try to steal your joy. And if he can get you, you know, discontented, unhappy, if he can get you discontented and unhappy, he can ta- he can set up a trap, and you likely will take the bait. You're opening yourselves up for a trap. You're discontented with where God has you, where God wants you. First Thessalonians. <coughs> 
5.18 says this, In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. In everything, give thanks. This is God's will in our life. We want to find the will of God for our lives? Be thankful. Be thankful. Give thanks and filter the thoughts. He goes on to say, filter your thoughts. Think on these things, right? These things that are true, honest, just, pure, lovely, a good report, a a virtue, a praise. Take on these things. Have a, a, a guard just what comes in, right? And what stays in. If things come in, they put it out. That's what it says in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 3. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh, right? For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. In other words, they're not you know, fleshly, earthly, but mighty through God in the pulling down of strongholds. Right? Casting down imaginations... And every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God. And he says this, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. So our thoughts, our thoughts, the things that we allow ourselves to think about and the thoughts that we allow to dwell in our mind is going to uh, affect or determine our peace. It's going to determine our contentment of how we allow ourselves to think. God said He can keep our hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. That's what He says at the end of verse 7. He says, uh, And the peace of God passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and mind through Christ Jesus. And then He says in verse 13, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. In other words, the Lord's saying, I can handle whatever you're facing, whatever you're going through, I can handle it in my strength if you trust me. If you trust me. And so, in other words, He's saying, we don't have to, we don't have to worry about it. Again, this goes against our nature because for whatever reason, we spend a lot of time and a lot of effort in our mind worrying about it. Don't we? A lot of time worrying about it. And he's saying, listen, you don't have to worry about it. You say, I have a money problem. I have a health problem. I have a work or career problem. I have a family problem, right? I have relationship problems. I think what he's trying to tell us here is maybe we have a faith problem of not being able to trust God and see what the Lord is saying. Let's see what Christ says about it Himself. Turn to Matthew chapter 6. It's a faith problem. Matthew chapter 6. For the sake of time, we won't... uh, read all this, but kind of the context of the whole um, Matthew 6 is he's talk, he, he starts off uh, talking about prayer, right? And of course, we know that we're supposed to 
pray other than worry, right? And so he starts talking about prayer, and then he starts talking about treasure, our treasure, where we put our treasure, right? For your, uh, for where your treasure is, he says, there will your heart be also. And he talks about the the light of the body is the eye, and this is the context of the message that Christ is teaching and preaching here. <clears throat> and then pick it up with me, if you would, in verse. 25. He says, Therefore, I say unto you, take no thought for your life. What you shall eat, or what you shall drink, nor yet for your body, for what you shall put on, is not the life more than meat and the body more than raiment? Behold, the fowls of the air. For they sow not, neither do they reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are you ye not much better than they? Now this is drastic here. I mean, he's, he goes right for the basic necessities. It's not like he's saying, don't worry about the vacation, don't worry about the this or that. And he goes right to the, I mean, you know, what we say is, well, I'm, you know, we don't worry any, about anything but the basics, you know, almost as justifying it, you know, the food, shelter, clothing. But the Lord says, listen, if I've already told you I'm going to help you with that, don't worry about it. I've already promised. And again, this kind of goes against our, this is a little bit hard because we're kind of like, yeah, but we're supposed to be prudent. We're supposed to be thinking about these things. We're supposed to be uh, you know, taking care of our family, all these sort of things. How is it that I don't have to take thought for these things? Continue. He says, which of you, by taking thought... I mean, he, he says this multiple times through this passage. Take no thought, taking thought. He's, again, he's speaking to our mind, what we're thinking about, what we're focusing on in our mind. He says, which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit to his statue? Of course, we know no one. Verse 28. And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. And they toil not, neither do they sleep. And yet I say unto you, that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall He not much more clothe you? And then the next words is what I was saying. It's a faith problem. He says, O ye of little faith. In other words, he says, listen, we're taking thought. We're stressing out about something that he has already said, I will take care of. I will provide for you. I shall supply all your needs. Right? According to his riches in Christ Jesus, I supply all your needs. He says, O ye of little faith, therefore take no thought. Again, take no thought saying, what shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or wherewithal shall we be clothed? 
For after all, these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. The Lord's saying, listen, the things that I know that you have need for, that I've promised I'm going to supply, I'm going to take care of your needs, I'm going to be there for you and help you through these things. He said, listen, these are the things that the world worries about. This is the things that the Gentiles worry about. You don't have to worry about these things. Look at verse 33. But seek ye, what is it? First, the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. We see the story, the parable of the, the, the rich fool in Luke 12, 18. He said, I will, this will I do. I will pull down my barns and build greater. There I will bestow all my fruits and my goods. And I will say to my soul, soul, thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thine ease eat, drink, and be merry. But what did he not know? Tomorrow was his last day. He said, listen, we can think about all these things, worry about all these things, plan for all these things. And again, I know this is going against a lot. What we're This is just rubbing us the wrong way. I, I already know it because we're, we, we think, well, I know the Lord wants me to be prudent. The Lord wants me to uh, uh, be a wise steward of the things that He's given me and all these sort of things. But He said, listen, don't worry about it. Don't have that be the focus. What is it that the Lord has told us should be the focus of our mind and the focus of our thought? Seek ye first what? The kingdom of God. The eternal things, right? The things that He's called us to, the eternal work. Listen, I have, and I'm sure you have, lost some, some sleep over taking too much thought. Have you ever been there where you're just sitting there and, I mean, you're tired, and uh, you go to bed and it's about ready, you think, it's good to be in bed, and all of a sudden something comes into your mind, you know? And then before long, your heart's racing, you're wide awake, thinking about this, worrying about something that you really can't make a bit of difference that laying there in bed, you know, worrying about, taking care of, and the Lord probably already knows what we need and how He's going to work it out. And He's saying, listen, focus, focus on the things that I've called you to do. I, I believe what He's trying to tell us here is that we get distracted by worry. The cares of this life, the cares of this world. The care, listen, it's hard for us to be stressed, worried, anxious, and care about the souls of those around us. It's hard to be stressed, worried, and anxious about the, the earthly needs and the earthly things and to have the heavenly, eternal perspective that He wants us to have. Sometimes the cares of this world will choke the spiritual, eternal life right out of us if we're not careful. If we're not 
bringing our thoughts into captivity to the, what the thoughts and the things that He wants us to think about. These eternal things. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So if our heart, and as we think, is constantly uh, a focus, worry, stress about the earthly things, the day-to-day things, before long, our heart, our treasure is not set in heaven. It's set on the things where moth doth corrupt and thieves break through and steal. That's the message that he's trying to tell us. So Hebrews 11.13, the Bible says, These all died in faith, not having received the promise, but having seen them afar off, that's faith, and are persuaded of them and embraced them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. That is a good perspective every now and again to remember that we are strangers and pilgrims on the earth. It takes the faith to believe that, but it's good focus from time to time. Verse 14, For they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country. And truly, if they've been mindful of that country from whence they came out, they may have had opportunity to have returned. But now they desire a better country that is in heavenly. Wherefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for He hath prepared for them a city. If our heart, if our heart is too set on earthly things, we're going to start worrying about it. We're going to start stressing about it. And, and let me just stop for just a second. If we, and again, this is, I'm preaching right to myself here. This is hard. I know that this is. Because, but if we stop and think about most of the, the things that we stress and worry about, most of the things we stress and worry about are not heavenly things, are they? They're earthly things. Why? Because our heart is set on them. Again, this is, I'm trying, this is kind of a, a, a challenge to maybe even the way that we think a little bit here, but he's saying, listen, if we are worried, if we're taking thought constantly, constantly, constantly on the things of the earth, then we will not have the focus that we need for the eternal purpose and the eternal calling that God has for us. We'll be distracted. We'll be distracted. As we close, the question may be this. Have we been distracted lately? Has the stress, has the anxiety, has the worries and the cares of this world, have they stolen stolen some of our heart for maybe what the Lord is calling us to do? Worrying about the things of this world, worrying about the things of this earth, not remembering that we're strangers and pilgrims. Here, you know, it's easy for all of us to get caught up in the rat race, isn't it? Just that, you know, rat race. And you've heard the saying before, even if we even if we win the rat race, we're still a rat, right? And the truth of the matter is, we're supposed to remember that we're not rats. We're children of the living God. And that we that's not our race. You say, again, this is a what we're not supposed to succeed in business. We're not supposed to succeed in our things that God's and the things our careers. We're not. No, 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 no. We are. 
And God will help us. Don't misunderstand what I'm saying. But that's not what our heart is set on. That's not what we stress about. That's not what we worry about. Right? We're children of God. We are called to a better country. A heavenly. And our heart to be set on those things. We may have to say, Lord, help me. Help me to walk by faith. I've been distracted by the stress. I've been distracted by the worries. These are a distraction. Listen, you gotta, you gotta, you got, we gotta name it. You know, worry is not of God. It can be sin, right? That's not of faith. Is what sin? And so, sometimes we gotta remember. Hey, we gotta, we gotta get our heart right, our focus right. We may have to try to start putting some of the things in practice that he told us here in Philippians 4. Rejoicing always. Praying about everything, right? Giving thanks for everything. Being careful or full of care about nothing. Trusting, trusting in the Lord. Why? Because he is our strength. He is our all in all. He is the author and finisher of our faith. And as we keep our eyes on Him, the things of this world, some, somebody could say, how could these things happen in your life? And, and truly, our heart could be at peace and we say, because these are just worldly things. These things don't last. Our heart's not set on these things. Our heart is set on the eternal things. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Lord, I pray that You'd help us this morning. And God, I pray that as we, all of us, I believe, Lord, can take uh, something from these Scriptures, Lord, uh, the things that we think about and the things that we put most of our effort and thought into, God, that uh, maybe too much of it is on the world and worldly things, God, causing stress and anxiety, worries our hearts to be full of care. But Lord, You've called us to be free from that. Lord, help us. I know know that this is something that we all struggle with. Uh, Lord, help us to be quick to pray. Help us to be quick to give thanks. Help us to be quick to notice that stress and worry coming in and, and finding out that, Lord, that that is a distraction from the mindset that You want us to have. God, help us to glorify and honor You in our week ahead and seek You, uh, Lord, in all that we do. Be a light in the places that You've given us to be a light at. And uh, God, pray that You just draw us close to You. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for taking the time to listen today. We'd love to hear from you and learn how you've been encouraged or challenged by this podcast. Please leave a comment on the Contact Us page on our website, or you could write to us at P.O. Box 641, Springboro, Ohio, 45066. Feel free to visit us anytime that you're in the Springboro, Ohio area.